1: the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. The 5th of the 12th, 2022. And this is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Nadine Blaney and David Scott. How are you today? I'm great. I'm just
0: thinking of the date today. In three weeks' time, we'll all be sitting there digesting uh, the Christmas leftovers. That's how close to Christmas we're getting.
1: It's starting to feel a lot like Christmas. We've got the Christmas tree up here in the Ozbiz offices. A couple of Christmas party invites on my calendar. It does feel good. And today was another day that the Santa Claus rally came to fruition up by three-tenths of a percent for the S&P ASX 200, 7,326. Let's call it that. I do note that uh, smaller companies underperformed today. So, Scotty, this really is a market that was made by the miners
0: Absolutely. And uh, look, I hate to go and sound like a scratch record here or a scratch uh, CD, disc, depending on who you are, what generation you are, but right now it it just feels like the same old story. So what happens is that you get the reopening things come through from China over the weekend reports that you can't really put your finger on, but uh, they sound bullish. And then lo and behold, then the markets open up in China and then the the currency appreciates, then the bid comes through, then the miners go off to the races. It just seems to be an ongoing thing that we've seen Time and time again over the, each weekend, pretty much for the past month.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the gains that we're seeing in Hong Kong right now are big, you know, up 3%. And we've got some of that positivity extending around to the mainland Chinese markets. Interesting, though, Japan and Korea are lower right now. And I'm just looking at e minis and NASDAQ futures, they're a bit lower. So, you know, it's not like it's an overwhelmingly positive story across the board, but yeah. You know, as you say, BHP up by two percent, Rio up by four and a quarter percent, Fortescue up by six point seven percent. You wonder if the reopening, as it's gone so far, is uh, worth those types of gains with these miners that have already been on quite the run.
0: Absolutely. At one stage of there, uh, Fortescue was pushing eight percent up for the uh, for the session. I was sitting there chuckling to myself. Yeah. Uh, talking about, I know, are they running out of iron ore? I don't think they were the last time I went and looked, but uh, the <laughs> way the price action was behaving when wow, we, uh, look, clearly a lot of people are expecting there's gonna be a lot of still demand coming through at the moment. We know also there's uh, no bit of support coming through for the property developers, but yet again, it's not the kind of big bang stimulus we saw after the GFC or other periods where there's been economic turmoil in China, where China's really turned to the property market to go and boost things. So are we getting a little bit ahead of ourselves? Potentially, but uh, look, it's December and this is the, uh, the season where miracles can happen.
1: Yeah, well, we'll watch for those miracles to continue to come through to fruition. Okay, energy was also a winning because I'm going to stick with the winners because that's what you do when the market is up that much. Um, you know, OPEC plus not making any big moves in terms of production, although still saying that they want to achieve price stability. So I guess couple that with potentially some more demand coming from China and yeah, We've got uh, the energy stocks gaining, oil prices rising. So all was tickety-boo in those two major sectors. We saw some selling in the banks. CSL was down by about half of 1%. Uh, the gold miners did get hit. So, uh, you know, there is some some pain being felt out there right now. I do note that some of the um, tech names got hit. We did see um, Omni Bridgeway. One of the worst performers, Tyro, off by close to 8%. And uh, you looked at sort of the gainers and the losers so far as well today. Resolute, Fortescue, Beach, and Rio. Mesa Blast and Brevera amongst the best performers. So let's get to stock of the day now that we're on equities because we did have a half-yearly report coming through from Metcash. Net profit down despite increased revenue. Why, Scuddy? Costs so. We spoke with Nathan Somersandaram from Deep Data Analytics and Gaurav Sodhi from Intelligent Investor. Here's what they had to say.
0: I'm happy to hold Metcash. I, I, it's not, I don't think, uh, it, it's, a, it's a business in a weak competitive position with a very strong management team. Um, the finances look okay. I think you can eke out okay returns from here. It pays decent dividends. It's not a disaster, but really there are some really interesting areas in the market right now and I would be more inclined to think of this as a funding source. But I don't think you're going to get the bigger return. I think that net net within that sector, Mm. I think Woolies is giving you a better discount than Medcash. So you've got a hold on Woolies and Coles as well? Uh, We are actually on a hold on Woolies.
1: All right, so there's what they think about, well, not just Metcalf, well, if you want to hear what they think about the broader supermarket sector, you can take a listen to the full episode of The Call. It's always available, always available in podcast form or online, osbiz.com.au, Gaurav and Nathan, you know, we'll see them. I had to, I'm starting to ask people, Scuddy, will I see you before the break? And we will be graced by their presence on the program before we all break for Christmas and just um for those of you who watch and listen to the podcast regularly um, you know early PSA public service announcement we will be closed between that Christmas New year period but we look forward to seeing you again on the third if you um, if you're interested at this early stage of the game um, so look Scotty today we did have a whole bunch of data you know what really stood out to me? is profits. Corporate profits, despite, you know, uh, slowdown being talked about constantly, despite rising costs, despite, you know, still dealing with COVID in, in some ways, um, corporate profits were up exponentially. I'm trying to look for the tweet I put out today, I think it was 18.6% over the year. Um, and so though we saw profits falling in the most recent quarter. It was the first fall in almost two years. Yeah, in the year to September, profits were up by 18.6%. Pretty incredible. So question being, when is the pain going to be felt?
0: Good question. It feels like we've almost come full circle from the start of the conversation uh, because, uh, yeah, a lot of that strength coming through is almost entirely what's happening with the uh, other resources space. We know what's been happening with prices, and the pullback we saw, uh, unsurprisingly, was uh, corresponding with some concerns about China and uh, also the global growth outlook, you know, US dollar strength. So uh, we'll see. At the moment, uh, you know, based on an aggregate figure, you can't really go and fault the commodity space right now. It's looking pretty uh, hunky dory out there. So. No real pain, but uh, X mining yeah, different story. Uh, There's lumpy performance across the other sectors at the moment of the economy. We know that some are really booming, but uh, some of those more cyclical ones, well, I think the real test is going to come through early next year.
1: Okay. So... um We're looking forward to the RBA tomorrow. Um, You know, it's a real outside chance that there will be no hike or that there will be more than a 25 basis point hike. So it's a very roundabout way of saying that we have consensus that there will be a 25 basis point hike coming from the Reserve Bank tomorrow. So, yeah, more pain before Christmas for mortgage holders. However, you know, there is that pause happening in January. So what are you looking for in the statement, Scotty?
0: Uh, last paragraph, just anything to the, uh, the asserts that they are patient and, uh, and willing to go and look at how the data evolves over the coming months before making a decision about where to go with rates. Uh, it's an incredibly delicate and difficult time for the bank. We know about its forward guidance uh, faux pas when it came to that 2024 pledge last year. Obviously, that didn't come to uh, no, a very good ending, uh, how it goes and navigates that provides some sort of clarity to the markets as to whether it believes for the time being rate hikes are over is going to be very, very interesting. But I'm firmly of the belief that even though inflation is pretty strong, even the wages data we saw today in the business indicators was pretty strong uh, as, a, as a total figure. Uh, it still says to me that uh, no, those things that come through that we we'll have be talking about time and time again, the mortgage rate resets in particular, uh, is going to be very telling on household uh, budgets moving forward, so we'll see what, we'll see how the bank communicates that, but to me, I think that there's going to be some willingness to go and uh, and look through near term high inflationary pressures to what potentially could be coming down the line they 've put a big focus and a big emphasis. On growth relative to other central banks.
1: Well, the Aussie dollar is, um, you know, at multi-month highs ahead of that. That's likely to do with China and the fact that we're starting to see some more significant pressure coming through on the U.S. dollar. But we will be watching the Aussie, and and yeah, like the RBA right now does have the potential to move equity markets as well, if it's perceived, if their statement is perceived as, um, you know, some sort of indicator that uh, the the rate hike. The rate hike, uh, aggressiveness, the pace will be pared back. So that's something to watch at 2.30. Yeah?
0: Yeah, just look at the last last two uh, meetings yeah. uh, that we're seeing from the RBA. The uh, ASX has been off to the races. One of yeah. them was the uh, Melbourne Cup day, so I'll excuse the pun. But, yeah, it was uh, – yeah. Maybe at three p. We'll see what happens come two thirty p. M. This afternoon.
1: Yeah, because we ha- we, d- you know, we went through such a long period of time where we didn't see equity markets, in particular, reacting to the RBA. So it is something to watch, and really gives you a insight into the uh, the psyche of investors. Excuse me out there as well. Um, so yeah, that's sort of the highlight of tomorrow. Don't forget that we do get GDP later in the week as well. Um, we've got a whole program planned for you around that two thirty mark, so we can digest. Uh, that commentary coming through from the RBA now um, you know we've got we've got credit credit sites on the global view tomorrow it's kind of good timing with all that's going on in China to be speaking with them are they actually talking about Chinese credit or what's in the plan
0: yet to go and confirm the full details, but I can assure you I'll be asking a lot about particularly the property developers uh, yeah. in that space. We've seen uh, some ginormous gains off very, very depressed levels. And uh, yeah, since we last spoke uh, with Zelina Zing there from Credit Sites, uh, yeah, a lot has changed with the picture with China and it uh, be good to get some insights as to what she's seen on the, uh, the ground when we come and have a chat tomorrow 9.45am.
1: Yeah, we'll be speaking with John Blank from Zax Investment to start the day. So I always get some insight into tech, which is ever interesting. Heath Moss is back from HLM investments and that's at ten He'll be giving us his updated views on some companies out there. Matt Sherwood from perpetual pulse check on investment strategy in the macro environment. And uh, look, it continues on from there. Ben Clark as well. Usually good for a buy, hold, sell when you speak with him after 11 tomorrow, Scuddy. Uh, so look, it's, a uh, it's, it'll be another great day here on, uh, on AusBiz, I'm just looking ahead to what we've got um, on tonight in terms of economic data. In the Eurozone, we get a bit of a read on investor sentiment. And we also get um, some retail sales data from Europe as well. And in the US, we get the ISM.
0: Non-manufacturing yeah, ISM. That's
1: going to be a good one. What are you expecting? Slow down. Okay. Probably not else?
0: contractionary, but a slow down.
1: Yeah. All right, so we get the S&P services PMI as well, and we get some factory orders. So there's plenty, plenty that will keep us occupied tomorrow morning with all of our stellar expert guests. Uh, For now, Scotty, I'll just put on repeat where the market finished at uh, 7,325. Keep in mind that the 52-week high is 7,624, so almost there.
0: We'll get there. It's December. Sad as on his way.
1: All right. We'll leave it at that. Have a good night.